0: to the Forerunners Podcast. I met James Moore this December at Seashore 50K, right as I was birthing this podcast. Immediately, I knew that not only was James incredibly kind, but his running journey is fascinating. He's chasing the marathon world majors and has knocked out four of the six races so far. Before the end of our first ever conversation, I asked James to be on this podcast and he agreed. So here we are. But one more quick story. A few weeks after I met James, there was the Resolution 5K. And I decided after I ran the Resolution 5K, I'd go to the after party at Murphy's. And I go, in the, I go into the after party and can't really find anybody to sit with. Everybody's already <clears throat> buddied up. And so I re- went and sat by myself. And uh, James and Kat approached me and came and sat with me. And we just had great conversation I think James even won an award that day, but I quickly learned that James is a beloved member of this running community, and it was clear why. He's kind, he reaches out, he's uh, he's very friendly. In the first part of our interview, we actually talk about um, James' roots in the running community, and how what's going on in the world right now with COVID-19, is affecting the way he runs and uh, the things he loves. Enjoy. James Moore, welcome. Hey, man. Thanks. Great to be here. <laughs> it is. It's good to be here with you, um, especially during this time. It's always nice to see somebody else's face other than your immediate family. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's weird not getting out to see people like I'm used to. Yeah. So I, I was excited that I had this opportunity <laughs> to come out and uh, catch up with you. Yeah. It's nice. So
0: we're gonna start just like we start all these things, and let's talk a little bit about your family, man. Like, tell
1: us about who your people are. Okay. Um, my wife, Kat, uh, we've been together for, I don't know, 15, 16, no, 17 years. I'm yeah. going to get in trouble for this. That's all right. Uh, and I, we got one son, uh, James the Fourth. A lot of people know him as Jay. But oh, okay. He prefers James. So that means you're a third. I am,
0: yes. Goodness gracious. Long line there. Now, a lot of people... A lot of the running community are familiar with Cat too. I even saw a comment when I announced your presence on this podcast that said, "Can Cat go up there too?"
1: Yes. So. Yeah. I, th- I think we're like a package deal for a lot of people, and yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. She's definitely the better half. Well, yeah.
0: Usually, when you uh, when you marry a Filipino girl, she is the better half. Yes. You know oh, I'm yeah. Saying? Yeah. So you yeah. understand yeah. that? Hell yeah. <laughs> now let's talk for a second. Let's talk about Filipino food. Okay. Um, my wife. Doesn't really cook Filipino food, but I still have access to it through her family. Are you a typical Filipino food, white guy, when it comes to Filipino food, like lumpia and pancit, or do you like it all? Uh, no, I'm the typical white guy. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Lumpia, pancit. There's um, some things you see yeah. and you gotta
0: avoid it. Yeah. yeah, some
1: of this, I'm like, am I gonna like this? And Kat says, no, no, you probably don't wanna try that. I'm like, okay, good. Yeah. There's plenty here for me. There's some things that I think I'd like, um, like things
0: made of ube. Um, like they have this like a, uh, but it looks the texture looks funny, so I'm like I stay away from. It, but I bet I like it if I tried it. Yeah, I've had a couple of ube desserts and they're pretty good. Yeah, I think yeah. it's I think it's um, ube is getting ready to enter the mainstream. Yeah. So just because it's so uh, it's so cool that there's a purple vegetable, right? A purple potato. Yeah. And it, apparently you can make it taste great. I haven't tried much ube stuff, so, but. Yeah, so let's talk about one other thing that I think is really interesting, and that's your facial hair. Okay. Now, I want to say this. There's a lot of guys growing mustaches nowadays, especially when it comes to like a... There's no Shave November, but I think there's a... Isn't there... isn't March a mustache month? There's a mustache month, I think. Is there? You know, I don't know. I don't know either. Yeah. You know why we don't know? Because we live... A facial hair life exactly we don't do some special month for facial hair yeah yeah it's it's just a the way I live my life yeah you know? yeah it's just like like this I don't need November I'm just I've been
1: no shave decade yeah yeah so. I like your beard and yeah for the longest time that's what I used to do yeah um, I, I always tied it into racing a lot where I would get it before I was ready for a marathon I would just let my beard grow yeah and then I started doing it I'm like, okay, well I'll just let it grow for a year. Yeah. And you know, I think Kat put up with that really well for a while. And then after a while I look back at some photos and I'm like, oh, that's not a great look for me. <laughs> so I'm trying the mustache now. Yeah. But again, I'm tying it to uh, race season. Cause I feel like race season, you gotta grow some facial hair. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's it's nice to have something, it's nice to have a physical feature that you can connect with some kind of motivation or goal.
1: Right, it, exactly. it, it really is. Yeah.
0: Um, I'm going to pay you a compliment that I've actually never paid anybody before in real life. And that's your mustache. Like, okay, if I shave my mustache, I definitely look what most people describe as creepy. But you (laughs) have like a dignified mustache. I'm like staring at your mustache right now. Well, thank you. Here's what it reminds me of. It reminds me of
1: a high-class cowboy. That's kind of what my inspiration was. Like, Is it? Yeah. I kind of like the, the wider yes. mustache Yes, like, that dude, I feel. It's like so good. That, that's what I'm going for. Uh, you know, put a little uh, wax in there. Do brush you it do out wax? Of it. I do. You do. Just a little bit because I don't want like a too solid of a handlebar. A yeah. Bit. But I just like it to pop out Shape of the end a little bit. Yeah. Shape it. Some. Annalisa got me wax once
0: because he, here's another thing that I do every now and then. I, I will refuse to shave my beard at all and... Um my mustache will go grow right over my lip. So that can get annoying sometimes. You got me waxed to keep it to keep it shaped. This is an interesting conversation to have. Sorry podcast <laughs> This is just but I want to d- do you have to deal with food in your mustache all the time or
1: what? Not or do you keep not it too trimmed? much. I I keep it uh, trim or try to train it to kind of go to the side a little bit. Gotcha. Um I used to have that a lot more because I did not used to do that when I let my beard grow. I would just let the mustache go and sometimes it would grow and start curling around my lip. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I've learned to be a little more uh, room friendly with it.
0: Yeah, I I think I know when it's time to shave my mustache, when I bite into a sub or a sandwich or something and the freaking – hair gets lodged in my teeth sorry if that's gross guys but that happens yes i know exactly (laughs) what you're talking about i've definitely had that experience (laughs) all right so all right (laughs) let's get we've talked enough about family and mustaches let's get into some running stuff because i this is i've talked to you quite a bit but this is actually some stuff that i don't know so what is your
1: running backstory did you run as a child or what what no uh I actually did not run a lot like I grew up playing a lot of sports but I never loved running like yeah. I liked baseball a lot um, and I played soccer but I didn't love the running part so I became a goalie in soccer because I was yeah. like, Oh, I just don't have to run as much I can kind of stand still most of the game yeah uh, but then I got into my running in my 20s like a lot of people like I started putting on weight after college and I was like huh maybe I should do something about this mm-hmm. so I was like oh you know I used to run around playing sports all the time so Let's see if I can get out there and run again. And the first couple of times I went out, I was like, oh, this is really hard. Like I was overweight and I couldn't run a mile. So I just started setting goals for myself where I was like, I'm going to make myself like commit to this. Let's lose some weight and let's see if I can enjoy running. I don't remember how long it took, but it just, it clicked with me. So like, I didn't really like running until I don't know my mid to late 20s okay yeah and have you stopped running
0: since then or has it been kind of like a long running season i did stop
1: for a while like i i got into it really early um and got way over my skis uh to mix metaphors there yeah um because i was like oh i'm gonna train for a half marathon i'm gonna run a marathon and i jumped into both of those things way too fast didn't train for them my times were terrible um after uh, Kat and I got married, we had our son. Um, I stopped running for a while, um, put on a bunch of weight again, yeah. and then in my, I guess, early 30s by this point, I recommitted to it. And it's been a, a stretch since then. I have not stopped. Yeah. I, now, I think you've told me this, but I can't remember. Are you from here originally? No, I'm originally from uh, Western Maryland, a real small town called Crescent Town. It's like 6,000 people. Okay. Um, I ended up here for a job, but uh, I've lived here since I was like 22, uh, except for we spent like eight years away traveling for work. Yeah. Um, But this feels like home to me. This is where, uh, you know, our son was born, where I met Kat. Gotcha. And if you've still got people
0: in Maryland, it's really just a hop and a skip away. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a close drive. Yeah. Yeah. Sweet. Um, Now, one of the things that I've noticed about you, and I think you've expressed this before, is that... For you, when I scroll down Strava and I see your runs, I always notice that it's with somebody else.
1: It's almost as if you don't run alone. Yeah, and this is something that I've come to just in the past couple of years. Like, even, I mean, I've been running for over 10 years consecutively, and it's really only been like the last two and a half or three that I've been running with people because for the longest time, I just. Ran by myself, um, you know, trained for a bunch of marathons, running every single run alone. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kat was actually the one who suggested it. Uh, she was like, you know, there's some running things I think she might have seen on Facebook. The uh, Murphy's Brew Crew running, etc. Right. Yeah. She was like, you should go out and do that. So I went out once and I was like, oh, this, you know, this isn't bad. Like, I didn't know anybody there. I met Drew. He was great. Welcomed me in. Yeah. And, you know, I. From there, it just kind of snowballed, where I just started finding more and more groups to run with, and I love it. Like now, the thought of running on my own, I'm like, how did I do that for so long? Like, yeah. I want to run with somebody all the time. Mm-hmm. That's part of the reason this this quarantine thing is uh, really hurting me because I'm running a lot more solo than I'm used to. Yeah, yeah, you're still finding ways, though.
0: Um, it's uh, how many groups are you involved with? Because you are like. There's some people in our running community that are involved in a lot of groups, but you're one of those guys that I think of when I think, man,
1: he's he runs with a lot of these groups. Yeah, uh, I don't even know how many. I mean, <laughs> I, I try to run with groups as often as I can, and there's so many great groups around here. Like the, the Brew Crew group was the first one. I joined NERC. Uh, Very soon after that, and that's you know a huge group of people. Mm -hmm. Um, Smart Mouth. I've run with Norfolk Run Club. I've run with Endeavor. I've run with Burp. um, I'm sure I'm forgetting some. I know. I know one you're forgetting because you told me it has a very special place in your heart. True Crew. Oh my goodness. How did I? How did that one slip my mind? Yeah, that's that's one of my favorite groups. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I love every group I run with because it's a different mix of people and it gives me a chance to like connect with my friends. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm always looking for a new group to run with. If I could find one for every single day of the week, I would do it.
0: Yeah. What, um, so you go to a couple, quite a few brewery runs, right? Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do Um, Do you basically have a run group for almost every day of the week? I do, except for the only Mondays. I'm not aware of any Monday run groups. That's the only day of the week that I either can't run with a group or don't have like a couple of friends who will do our long runs or whatever. Yeah. But every other day every other day of the week that I run, I've got a group I can run with, like when Yeah. So
0: um you you've had a particularly it's hearing that, because I I'm a little bit different because when you're in Portsmouth, there's not really uh, many people to run with. Like, almost nobody runs together. I, I run by people out here on in Old Town, and literally, they just don't even acknowledge me. Like, it's oh. just... That's the kind of community that we have in, in Portsmouth, where it's like, you just run by yourself or mm-hmm. with your husband or wife, and that's about all there is to it. So, um, I don't really... During all this that's going on with um, the... Shrunken gatherings or, or solo running. I don't feel it as much. So I I have compassion for you um, When it comes to this because I know that how I know how important it is for you. I remember me and um, Me and you were standing I think we were sitting in Murphy's Or it was somewhere and your wife was there and she was talking she was telling me about how you just prefer
1: all together not to ever run alone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's true. Like, I mean, I think it's good for training sometimes. So occasionally during like a marathon cycle, I'll get out and try to do like a a long run, like an 18 or a 20 by myself, just so mentally I'm able to be out there running alone. Mm -hmm. But if I could avoid it, I would run with people all the time. I mean, most of my friends are runners. So it gives me a chance to connect with my friends and it just gives me a chance to like, you know, socialize that I don't get as much, uh, you know, between work and spending time with my family. I don't have a ton of socialization time. So running is that for me.
0: Yeah. So it's just for you running with people is just a time to, uh, spend with,
1: with your people, with your friends. Yeah. 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 I like, I, I feel a kinship with like all all these people that I run with and I've met some really great people through running. Like I, I feel incredibly lucky to be involved in so many different groups because I've met like some tremendous people in our community and you know you've had a ton of them on your podcast well yeah. we're going to yeah and you know I've met all of them through running it's it's great so I, I look forward to seeing them again and just catching up and seeing how things are going for them you know their personal lives and you know seeing how their running's going yeah I think
0: everybody's just waiting with bated breath for the green light to get together man yeah you know? I know, um, just just me being, you know, a, a solo runner. I'll just go ahead and confess that's how I, that's what I am. I can't wait till it's over so I can go, you know, take part in some of this stuff that you guys love
1: so much and and be part of the running community. You know? Yeah, you so. should get out there. I, I mean, it, it's so great to just run with a big crowd. And I'm not the the biggest uh, like hugger, but I'm warning all of my friends now that when I see you guys again, like, I'm definitely going to be giving some hugs yeah. uh, once we have the chance to run again. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Now, recently, uh, you were kind of um, announced as a
1: Running cetera ambassador. What, what did that mean to you? Uh, you know, I, I was very excited about that. Like, I love Running Etc. Uh, it's the first running store that I went to when I started running in my 20s. Um, I've gone back to them over and over again even before I started like really knew anybody there and now you know I would count a lot of people who work there among my friends Mm -hmm. Um, so to be able to you know represent them in in an ambassador capacity uh, I I think it's just tremendous because they've given so much to me and they give so much to our community that I'm happy to get out there and talk about them and you know wear their hats wear their gear when I'm out running yeah. uh, I want other people to to know how great they are and you know how much they can do for other runners you know yeah. like the, you can just go in there and you know if you're just looking for advice they're happy to share it like you don't have to have to spend money to you know connect with somebody there it's terrific
0: yeah I feel like I actually uh, <clears throat> was messaging the person who runs the running etc social media I think it's Pam mm-hmm. and uh we were just talking, and I was just telling her that the biggest part uh, about the store that I miss is like walking in and having a conversation. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 crazy that because you can really get anything you need still. Yeah, but you you can't necessarily get what you want, which is that 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 good conversation about running how things are going getting advice and
1: stuff it's difficult to do that now absolutely so, like yeah like i'm still shopping there and i'm doing the the curbside pickup placing the phone mm-hmm. order but it's not quite the same and I, and I miss being able to just walk in and like you know talk yeah. to the the men and women that work in there and just yeah
0: well i knew um i knew when i asked you to be on this this uh podcast that it was going to be special because in a little bit we're going to talk about um, the the majors chase. Mm-hmm. But I also I kind of discovered slowly that it would be special for more reasons than that. And that, that's because you are such a uh, an integral part of the running community. I don't know. I can't. I can maybe think of one or two more people that might be as in, in as many groups as you are. I think of. Uh, I think I see maybe. Is, is Avi Ka- Kelly, is yeah. he in a lot of, yeah. A lot of Obby's,
1: groups? Yeah, Avi's out there. Yeah, he does a great job. Like He's involved in a lot of groups. Yeah. Um, and Scott like, is the biggest supporter I know of in the area. And I can't believe I missed the Scott Ward Run Club. Oh, uh, yeah. it naming the groups that I run with. Sorry, well, Scott. I actually have that written down.
0: So <laughs> we're going to talk a little bit about that. So Scott Scott Ward um, put together a run club a couple years ago. And he, he, he's made it clear to me... Could, through a lot of questions that I've asked him that the purpose of it was to highlight and bring attention to the fact that there are so many run clubs around here and try to bring the community even more together. Um I wanted to mention cuz I know that you you are a proud uh Scott Ward run club member mm-hmm. and uh you've uh you've worn several singlets during several big races that that uh represented that run yeah, club absolutely. and were made uh, personally for you by scott which is a lot of times a major blessing so yeah um but this at the end of the year he kind of put up uh his little award thing uh where he was going to honor set people or companies in several different categories and you actually uh received the honor of like runner
1: of the year yeah, I mean, I I was blown away by that. Like, even when I saw the nominees, I was like, "Oh come on! Like, why am I in this group? These are some tremendous people and some fantastic runners." Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I was I was uh, humbled and like you know honored that so many folks you know knew me and you know voted for me. I guess. Yeah. Uh. So yeah, that was very exciting. Yeah. Like, you know, I I. Like I said earlier, I'm just so lucky to have so many great friends that I've met through running.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, before, we're, we're going to talk about a couple more things on this one. But I, I wanted to kind of go back to, to something that I think is a theme right now. And that's uh, running with people. What I remember expressing on social media that I was having a real crappy time training. And uh, I remember Joe Howe commented underneath. And he was like, dude... Uh, run your miles with people, dude. And the miles will just drift away. Yeah. What do you think? Let's talk about maybe how that works. How do you think that works? Why does
1: why is it like that? I think it's because it, it takes your mind off of it. Like if you're struggling in a specific run or just if you're in a rut with running and you're out there running solo, you just get in a, a bad mental place where you're like, uh, this hurts. Or, you know, like why am I not going as fast as I'd like or – you know, whatever, I've got things I've got to worry about at home and you kind of get distracted. Um, and you, but the the flip side is if you're out there running with other people, you know, you can just go out and have a conversation and next thing you know, you're like, Oh, we're five miles in already. This isn't bad. Like maybe this 20 miler isn't going to be so bad. And Mm -hmm. you know, you can just have a good time. You know, you're not just dealing with whatever's in your head. And You know, there's a time for that where it's good to get out there and clear your head running solo. Mm -hmm. But I I find it easier to run with people because it really just gives me a chance to run without thinking about running necessarily. Yes, that makes a lot of sense. It it helps you stay in your comfort zone if you're having a conversation. So it's good for training. You know, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be pushing too hard if you're having a conversation. Yeah. And, you know, you're just having a good time, hopefully. If you get in with the right group of people you know, the miles go by and it's over before you know it. Yeah. And, and that's one of my, my favorite things. Like no, ma- no matter how big or how small a group it is, if I can just find one or two people to have a conversation with for the run, you know, I've had a great day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think there's a lot of truth to
0: that because when I go out by myself, like usually it's just fighting negative thoughts about the run. Yeah. Uh, so having that distraction. Another thing, um, and this is, this is pretty interesting psychology too, is, is I feel like being around other humans when you're running raises your, your performance level in almost every way. Um, I remember I was running with a guy uh, named Pete during one of the runs this last, I don't know if it was the summer. It was whenever the they started those um, Murphy's runs on Saturdays. I think it was this fall, mm-hmm. and uh, I ran 14 miles with him and it just disappeared. Yeah, just, just shooting the breeze with him. And and another thing that I noticed was, I when I was running at a pace that would usually be uh, a little bit difficult for me on that mileage, but it was easy that day. Yeah, and I think it really had to do with the fact that. We were elevating each other.
1: I definitely think so. I think there's something to that, that if you are super conscious of the time and you look at it and say, oh, I'm going faster than I normally can, you'll start telling your body like, oh, you better slow down or like, this is hurt." You'll start noticing things. But if you're just cruising along, talking to somebody else, you might get to the end and be like, oh, wow, like... I was able to go faster than I did before it didn't hurt so you can up your game that way you run with someone slightly faster I think that's a big part of what's helped me over the past couple of years is I've met a lot of folks who are better runners than I am Mm -hmm. and I try to hang in there with them on their runs yeah you know it kind of it forces you to step up your game but it doesn't feel as hard as if I were trying to do it on my own
0: Yeah, yeah yeah yeah
1: well um, we're going to round
0: out the end of this, this portion of the interview, but I want to do something new. And I kind of already warned you about it, but I want to start ending these first parts of our interviews with a top five, like a, a ranking thing. Okay. So I'm going to ask you to rank in your opinion or in your, your – it's a
1: preference thing. What are the top five things that you like to take with you on a run? Well, okay, honey stinger uh waffles. Alright. That that's my mid run fuel. Yeah. Um I have a handheld water bottle that I, I take for long runs. It's so miniature. I've seen your miniature water bottle. I, I have two different ones. I've got a little six ouncer that I'll use if I'm only doing, you know, ten or twelve miles. Yeah. If I'm going longer than that, I have a twelve ounce bottle, okay. which so still you... isn't a lot but yeah. I can refill. Gotcha. Um A hat, because, you know, a bald guy, I can't have too much sun on my head. In the summer, I've got to wear a hat all summer long. Yeah. Um, Nike shoes. Are you a a strictly Nike guy? I am now. I didn't used to be. Um, I've used a a lot of different shoes, but I've just found that Nike seems to work really well for me. I've got a narrower foot, and their their shoes tend to fit me a little better. Yeah. Um, Because I've gone through Brooks and Hoka and... I've loved all the shoes I've run while I've had them, but I think I'm going to stick with Nike for a while. Yeah. Nike, like you said,
0: Nike is good for a narrow foot person. For me, they don't even care about me. (laughs) Like, I'm just, I I can't even find a wide shoe with Nike. But uh, have you done the Vaporflies yet? I have. Are Uh, they as much of a game changer as people say? Like,
1: can you feel a difference? They definitely feel different than other shoes. Um, I've run some on Best Times in them. So, I mean, there's got to be something to it. Like, you know what? I want to think that it's me that, like, I've put in the work. Um, but the shoe definitely helps. So I'm on my third pair of the Vaporflies now. Yeah. Do you train in them or do you just race in them? No, just race in them. Um, typically when I've bought uh, each new generation of them, I've taken them out for, like, one training run just to make sure that it doesn't get create any hot spots on my feet or anything. Mm-hmm. But other than that, they're strictly for racing. All right, now I'm gonna
0: hold you to it. You have to pick one more because you got the honey stingers, the waffle, you got the water bottles, the hat, the Nikes. What's one more thing, man? Oh, salt
1: tabs. I've had uh, a bad history with getting dehydrated and having that like destroy races for me. So I've started uh, taking salt. Um, I wish I could remember which ones they were. Do they taste like crap or what? No. Do they taste like salt? No they they come flavored. Yeah. Um you know, it's not great. Yeah. But it's it, it, they they come in a variety of sweet flavors so you just chew them up and it's fine. But I, yeah. I can't run long without them especially in the summer.
0: Yeah, I think I might have to implement that at at, at one city I was running and probably the the cramps started coming on at like mile 21, which was later than the previous year so yeah. it's good. But uh I like I might shouldn't have done it and if I was a real competitor I think it'd be against the rules but I called Rob like right in the middle of the race. Really? <laughs> I was like I was like coach man things are going bad I need some real advice right now how can I fight these off and uh, you know one of the number one things he said other than you know get as much fluid in, or take some time get fluid in my body mm-hmm. whenever the next stop is he said something about salt taps and I know a couple people now who have mentioned how They're somehow like super lifesavers when it comes to to cramping and dehydration and stuff.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, they've definitely made a difference for me. Um, And I had friends tell me for a while, they were like, oh, you should try these. And I was like, I don't know. Like, I can't imagine that that's going to work for me. But finally, I was like, okay, they've got chewable ones. Let me try this. And I was like, oh, no, it seems to make a difference.
0: Yeah, you can tell. Yeah. Um, So do you take them like pre-race or do you take them during the
1: race I'll do both depending on the length of the race yeah um for a marathon I well for any race I'll take them beforehand Uh, I mean anything probably above like a 10k yeah um but only during a marathon will I actually take them again during because I figure I can get up to about a half without having to re-up on that because I don't mind finishing dehydrated I just don't want it to like crush my performance yeah excellent well we're gonna wrap there and then hop back into this in a few
0: minutes okay we hope you enjoyed this episode of Forerunners Podcast and I'm sure that you share the same sentiment as James when it comes to running with your friends and running with the groups that you're used to running to Uh, here is to getting back with our people On next week's episode, James will talk all about his chase of the World Marathon majors. He'll break down some of the ones he's already done and tell us how he plans or hopes to get into the next two. Until then, this is Danny, signing off. Godspeed.